you can have unstoppable confidence when you develop unshakable faith. And so I realized that the two go together. I get to be unstoppable because I know the power that's behind me continuing to kind of propel me into the destiny that I think I've been called to. Hello and welcome to the Spirit Change Podcast. I am super excited and thrilled to have Tish Times, sales expert, in the room today. Tish has been in business for over 15 years. And when I think about a woman in my community that is doing some amazing work, oh my gosh, I think about Tish. She has a heart for people. She has a heart for God and she has a heart for sales. And let me just tell you, she will take your business to the next level. Tish, welcome to the Spirit Change Podcast. And I always like to kick off the conversation with Tell the audience one word that describes you and why. Well, first of all, thank you. It is absolutely an honor to be here. I was so excited when I um, was invited to to come on. My one word is unstoppable. And it's, it's not because I can do everything in my, you know, all by myself. It's because I have learned what diligence means and just to continue to pursue um, actually, I, you know, in my prayer time, one time I heard God say, you can have unstoppable confidence when you develop unshakable faith. And so I realized that the two go together. I get to be unstoppable because I know the power that's behind me continuing to kind of propel me into the destiny that I think I've been called to. I love that. Unstoppable because you have unshakable faith. Yes. I so love that. And let me tell you, I remember when we first met and the reason why is because you gave everyone a laminated card that said unstoppable on it. And that was one word that I carried with me that entire year. And it was the first year that I had actually started in business. And you were one of the first women let me dare I say black because we are in Arizona, but yeah. the first woman that I had seen that had take that had took the stage um, at an event that, I mean, you, first of all, you just had such a power and a brilliance about you and you just lit up the entire room and captivated the entire audience. And that word, I still, every now and again, I come across that laminated card that reminds me I am unstoppable. So thank you so much for that, Tish. Absolutely. I'm so glad. And I, you know, it's, it's interesting. Sometimes we need to be reminded of how people see us. So I appreciate you even saying that. So thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. Look, I truly mean that. So Tish, when you think about a spare change moment, I always explain the spare change moment as that opportunity or that that season of your life. It was one of those moments in your life that were that you didn't really understand what was going on for you at that season in your life. You were going through a tumultuous season. But after you've gotten over it and you look back, you see that moment was a moment in your life where you were really spared. It catapulted you to where you are today. So kick off the conversation with your spirit change moment. Yeah. So really what was happening was, you know, we'd been doing really well in business and we're like getting clients almost like weekly, if not sometimes daily. And I was literally feeling like, whoo, we, we finally here, we finally made it and, you know, grown the team. And then it seemed like just in a heartbeat, everything felt like it began to fall apart. 
you know, we were starting to lose clients. The team wasn't performing in a way that we needed to be able to perform, not only to keep clients, but to be able to even keep business afloat. Um, things were just falling apart and I couldn't put my finger on exactly what was going on. And I was talking with uh, one of my business coaches and I'll never forget, she said, she asked me these questions sometimes. And I'm just like, where do you get this from? Because she asked me um, if I still loved what I was doing. And, you know, my initial surface answer is yes, yes, I do. And then she asked me, well, in, in a nutshell, she was asking, well, how are you showing up? You know, are you still fully engaged? Are you, are you still giving it your full self? Um, and she said, what you're seeing on the external is a reflection of what's happening on the inside of you. And yeah, and that was a, a really almost like a, a face slap moment for me because it really forced me to take a look in the mirror and to really examine who I am, who I was being at that time, who I was showing up as compared to who I should be. And um, it was a, it was probably one of the first times I took a real sober look at how, you know, who was I being? Okay, I know who God has called me to be. And there, there was a moment where I was kind of almost half-stepping in my business, um, not fully being there. Now I had people who were kind of um, able to be my second in command. They can kind of run things if I wasn't there. And on some level, I kind of stopped showing up. You know, I was physically there, but I wasn't there the way I was at the beginning when I was hungry and I was desperate for new business and needed to be able to make things happen in order to really survive. And um, I never thought that could happen to me, but it did. And as a result of me kind of backing out of my own business, everything began to fall apart because the thing was, my presence in the business, you know, my full presence in the business was also my, you know, kind of like the essence, the values, all of the things that I had said I stood for were starting to erode. And as a result, you know, we were losing clients. I, I believe, it, you know, on some level, I think we've gotten um, a lot of favor and a lot of grace in this area. But on some level, I felt like it really damaged their, our reputation for, for a period because, if my team wasn't showing up, that means clients weren't being served. And they, you know, she said, they're not showing up if you're not showing up, basically. And so I had to reevaluate who I was being and then figure out why that actually was starting to happen. And so I began to do some deeper, you know, spiritual work to figure out what was happening with me. And that began a journey of me just really, you know, seeking God, looking at um, just things that, you know, in my business as well that I, was, I wasn't showing up for the hard things. I wasn't showing up for the things that really matter. And it's forced me and I'm still, you know, in that place of daily, okay, I have to do this. It's not about the money anymore. It's gotta be character over cash. It has to be people over profits. It has to be, there has to be a deeper meaning for this. And I've taught it for years. Listen to this, I've taught it for years, but it's easy to teach something. And sometimes it's hard to live it. And I had to really get back in alignment with, okay, I need to really believe this in order for people to be able to gain what they're supposed to get from it. So in a nutshell, I know that's a long story, but in a nutshell, that's kind of where my spare change moment really began. 
Okay, so oh, you you've said so much. Oh, I, <laughs> I want to dig into it. So first of all, your spirit change moment was really realizing that you weren't showing up the person that you were created to be. Yeah. And in that, you've learned so many lessons. And I want to go back to this one statement that you said. You said, you know what, Angela, I realized that I had to do the deeper work. Yeah. Let's yeah. start there. Mm-hmm. Like, because I know that there are some people that are listening right now that, you know, they're they're going through that process where they've grown their business or they've decided to make, they stepped out on faith, right? And now things aren't working the way that they should be working. So can we talk about what, what even led you to even understanding that you needed to do that deeper work? Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is there's a scripture in faith in the the Bible about faith that says, um, basically, if it's easy to do, or if you're able to see it, then it's not really faith. You know, faith is being certain of those things that are unseen, right? Those things that you can't put your hands on. They may not be tangible. They may not be physical. And um, you have to continue to pursue regardless of what it might look like. And when it gets difficult, doesn't mean it's not your destiny. It just means you have to maybe find some additional different ways to be of going about it. Um, so I would say to those per- those people who are in that same place that I've been and still find myself sometimes is if you're certain of what you're supposed to be doing, if it's in business or maybe otherwise, you know, if you're certain of it, you got to keep going. You may, you know, you may have to change the method in which you get there, but you can't stop the journey. You can't, you know, kind of, you know, pause because it gets difficult. And that's what I was doing. So we had hired all these people and there were times it was like, okay, Lord, we got to make payroll or we got to, you know, we got to do all these things. And in my inability to face those difficult things, I got in the habit of starting to draw back and hide, you know? So I wasn't showing up, meaning I would just kind of retreat. Physically, I'd be there, but I'd be in my head. I'd be like, what are we going to do? I got to do this. I got to figure this out. You know, instead of saying, look, this is where we are. This is what, um, you know, challenge we're facing. Let's talk it through. Cause you know, some of my ideas, my best ideas have come from my team. Some of my best ideas have come in my prayer closet, but I wasn't talking to anybody, God or nobody else. I was just in my head. And so you have to find out, um, you know, first of all, where you are and how you get out of that place. And sometimes you get solutions in community, in, in community. That might mean talking to your team, your coach, your colleagues, your mentors, but more often you get solutions in your time of worship. (laughs) That's just me. I know everybody doesn't believe the way that I do, but that's for me. I find solutions in my time of worship. And then I get kind of instructions as to how to present it to the people that have been placed in my life that can help me through it. Um, And you don't get any, you don't get any forward momentum stuck in your head. And Mm -hmm. I was stuck in my head for like years, literally stuck in my head, you know, trying to think, think things through and figure things out by myself while everything around me was crumbling. And Mm -hmm. so I had to realize, okay, I can't do this by myself. That's what I said, unshakable faith Mm -hmm. requires you to open your mouth, requires you to seek out help. It's not just you sitting in a room by yourself, getting it all, figuring it all out. That's not what happens. Mm, Girl, that's good. So you said, you you, you talked a bit about just finding those solutions, right? And I think that oftentimes, and I'll just speak for me, but oftentimes, especially as a business owner, um, a leader, 
we think we're supposed to have it all. We yeah. think that we yeah. are supposed to have those solutions. Yeah. And so, and when we don't have those solutions, to your point, we just retreat. We yeah. try to figure, we try to figure it all out. We try to go at it alone when we realize that there's a whole community out there that wants to support you, whether it's your team, whether it's other women, but having being open enough and vulnerable enough to say, hey guys, I don't have the answer right now. What what are some of the solutions that we can come up with together? Mm-hmm. Like there is a breakthrough in that. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That, and I was just writing, I'm preparing for a, a talk in a couple of days, but like that vulnerability literally leads to transformation. Yeah. And so often we get stuck on not wanting to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. not knowing how to share. Yeah. And that just trips us up every single time. Yeah. And so I wanted to go back. I mean, you, you, you talked a bit about having that hunger and I know that when we always start on new projects, fresh projects, there's always that hunger and that excitement behind it. So Tish, how do you maintain that excitement now? Or even even if you're not even ex- excited about it, how do you push through mm-hmm. and remain unstoppable? Well, first of all, I have to get really honest with, mm-hmm. you know, is this, is this really the dream, right? Is this what we're supposed to be pursuing? Um, because at the beginning of, of most years, I start the year with what's working, what's not. And that for me, you know, as a sales professional, what's profitable, what's really costing us and has no real, you know, um, opportunity to turn around and start crossing things off. Because many times I get I, my excitement wanes because I've added to the vision instead of instead of pursuing the vision, I've added all these layers that never were supposed to be a part of it. And so I have to kind of look back and say, okay, this is the, the core of what we're supposed to be doing is still working. It's all these extras that I've kind of added on out of my own flesh, out of my own, you know. And so when I can get back to the bare bones of what we're supposed to be doing, I do get excited again. And I'm able to now have more creativity around getting to that. Um, But I find that when I'm looking at everybody else, it's like, oh, they're doing it this way or they're doing it that way. Let's try this. And then I'm like, okay, why is it not working? Because it was never a part of the plan. It should have never been there in the first place. So I stay creative when I stay on task. Um, My mentor, he says, how do you kill a man's dream? Give him another one. And so that for me was like, that's what's been happening. I was taking on dreams that were never supposed to be mine. And now that I'm kind of like, this is what we do. This is what we do well. And this is what we can really pursue. I am excited again. I am invigorated. And we're starting to see that momentum really rebuild. And the team has grown and, you know, income has increased. But we were in a in a very low slump, but it had nothing to do with business. It had everything to do with me. I was mm-hmm. the bottleneck in my business and I was creating issues for everyone else. And can I also say, Angela, that retreating that I was doing, when you get quiet, people start to make assumptions. That was a hard lesson for me to learn as well. Because, you know, I'm quiet. The team might be feeling like, well, a, a few other things, you know, well, she, she doesn't want to do this or she's... Um, getting ready to fire us or you know there's all of these assumptions that begin to swim around whereas when I began to start saying hey look I'm the one underwater right now I'm the one that's dealing with these issues it has nothing to do with you and I, I almost like I have to apologize for my behavior because it created way more issues than it ever should have so I'm learning I've learned and yet learning 
ask for help, be vulnerable, be willing to, you know, to talk things through when necessary and, mm -hmm. and keep your, keep your eye on the vision that you were given and stop trying to look at everybody else and take on things that you never should have been touching in the first place. Ooh, say that, say that. <laughs> Social media is jacking us up. Yeah. We are so inundated with information, inundated yeah. with what other people are doing. Yeah. What I heard you say is oftentimes we are taking on a persona or taking on um, things that we shouldn't necessarily be taking on because we it's a shiny new object. Yeah. It's working yeah. for them, but God has given us a vision yeah. And we should wholly stick to that vision that God has given to us and walk boldly in that and yeah. not try to be something that we're not. Tish, that was a word. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it was a life-changing word for me because I was like, wait a minute, why do I have all these extra classes? I never should have been teaching all these other things. This is what I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And sometimes, truthfully, especially in business, I know you've been in business for 15 years, but I'm still a newbie. You know, I'm half that. I'm right around seven years this year but we're still sometimes we're still trying to figure out who are we in business yeah. um, and I know for the first few years of my my business journey I was still trying to figure out like who am I how do I show up in this ecosystem what is it that people really are going to gain from me like and, and like who am I to deliver this message but truly who am I not to yeah um, I think that so much so many times we get stuck and and I'll, I'll speak for me especially when we start talking about that deeper work Tish yeah I get I got stuck on you know who am I that I should be delivering this message or that I should be on this stage. And I had to get over that. And, and one of the ways that I was able to do it is by allowing, again, going back to you, what you said, you know, I love it. You said sometimes solutions are in team, but your solutions come through worship, yeah. right? So yeah. it's being quiet with myself. It's being in a space with me and God and just saying, God, what do you have for me? What do you want for me in this season of my life? What is the vision that you have for me? And then Tish being okay with saying no mm -hmm. when something does not align with that vision. Absolutely. Because initially everybody is coming at you. Could you do this, sis? Are you open to this? And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. You know, because I think that it's moving me closer and closer. Mm -hmm. in actuality is just distracting me and moving me further and further. Yeah. And for, for me, that yes was, it was destroying my character because mm -hmm. I would say yes to things that I couldn't even fulfill. Yes, because it sounded good. Yes, because it's a, you know, you're going to make a lot of money, all these things. And then what it began to do was I was like, I can't even keep my word anymore because I should have never said yes to this in the first place. So that, that is so important to me being able to say no now, because mm -hmm my character and my word is so much more important to me than I ever imagined before. Mm -hmm. And um, many times we get ourselves in trouble by saying yes to too many things in so many ways. Oh my goodness. So before we continue, I want to share a special offer with you. If you need help taking action on achieving your goals, can I invite you to enroll in our Gang Goal Clarity course? It is a self-paced online course. You will find it on conquerandcultivate.com. Enter the promo code SPARED to receive 50% off the normal enrollment fee. Now back to our episode. 
Tish, earlier you talked a bit about adversity. We all face adversity, whether it's in our personal life or our professional life. But sometimes, and I'll speak for me as a business owner, but sometimes when I hit those obstacles and I'm like, what is life right now? Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and you mentioned how you shrink back from that adversity. Can you talk a little bit about how did you begin to show up yeah. in your power? in your position as the CEO of your, your sales company and really begin to address the adversities as they came and begin to address them head on? Well, once I made a decision, because in all honesty, it really started with me really deciding. So sometimes we'll say, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. We're, we're at the beginning of a year and everybody's making a decision to, or saying they, they're going to like get healthy or do this or that. But the evidence is proven in the in the results that we get or the actions that we're taking towards it. And so I had to make a decision that I was going to show up every single day for, again, myself, my team, my clients. Um, and that is evident in me just saying, okay, this is a hard day. You know, we have this going on or this didn't work or whatever, but I'm still going to show up. And when I'm having issues being committed to being, again, transparent, and saying, this is what's really going on. Um, and not trying to protect my image. That mm -hmm. was the big thing for me as well. Because, you know, even as we started, you mentioned, you know, how you, you know, maybe perceived me having been on a stage. And I had gotten really accustomed to having people respond in that way. What people don't know about me is when I was much younger, I lacked confidence. Mm -hmm. I was never, you know, you know, taking up space as a powerful woman at all. You know, I was I was kind of like in a place of always shrinking back. It wasn't until probably my mid-20s where I kind of found my confidence. And that's a whole another podcast story, I'm sure. But but um, but this is the thing. You can also, it's great to show up and you have to show up knowing who you are. You have to um own what God has said about you. But the the I guess the opposite of that is believing the hype and believing that you are more than you really should be, if you will. And um, at some point, because I felt like I had to show up as this powerful, always in control, has all the answers woman, I was shrinking back or being quiet because I didn't want people to see me as opposite. And so my decision to say, I'm going to show up when it's raggedy. I'm going to show up when it's beautiful. I'm going to show up when there's nothing happening and I don't even have nothing to say. I'm still going to show up. And that is, it's, it's proven to be such a blessing um, for me personally, for my business. Even when I'm praying, it's like, I don't really have nothing to say today, God, but I'm here. I'm, I'm here. I'm just, I'm, if I just need to sit here, I'm just going to sit here um, mm -hmm. because the need for me to be perfect is not a thing. And I, I've gotten rid of that. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we suffer and I say we people in general, we suffer with those imposter syndromes, right? Yes. So this need to show up perfect, this need to show up like we're always in control, that superhero, I wear that cape all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I have to remind myself to take that cape off, sis. Yes. It's not yes. your role, it's not your responsibility. And sometimes I, and it, it's a challenge. It yeah. can be a challenge for me. Um, because, and you touched a little bit on it, but like when we were young, when I was younger, I was taught that you serve people, you put them first, you know, if somebody has a need, you fulfill that need. And sometimes the weight of that burden isn't for me to carry. 
Yeah, you know, absolutely. and so I had to learn how to take that cape off and put it and put it where it belonged and leave the ownership with people and not and not take on that. So Tish, as you talk, as you think back and you know, and you think about 15 years in business, what has been your greatest lesson mm-hmm. learned? over that period of time that might help that budding entrepreneur, that lady that's trying to step into her power and be unstoppable? What's the lesson that you've learned over the time? Yeah, well, and and just to clarify real quick, I'm in my 14th year in this business. I started my first business, however, almost 23 years ago in, in 2000. So I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. This business, it'll be 14 years this year. What What I would say to that budding entrepreneur is, again, you know, stay clear. And when you get foggy, get clear again, you know, don't allow yourself to stay in that state um, for long. That means surrounding yourself with um, colleagues, many times that probably are further along than you are, that probably have maybe a bigger income than you. Don't be afraid of that. I I think I kind of damaged, or if you will, I, I probably slowed my progress early on because I was intimidated by people who were more successful. I didn't realize that at the time. But, you know, being willing to surround yourself with people like that, get good coaching because Mm -hmm. it it really can make a big difference. But most importantly, you know, determine or or understand, I guess, who you really are Mm -hmm. and don't allow, you know, whether it be social media or other people or whatever to move you off of that because, you know, your, your business should be aligned with your core values. So if you're clear on your core values, you make decisions on those core values, not what you know the wind is doing and what social media is saying and the news is declaring, all of these other things. If you stay really clear and centered on those core values, um, you'll go a lot further than you probably would imagine. I think that the success will come when you're, you know, you're clear on your identity, you're clear on what you're supposed to be doing, you don't get moved off of that. I love that, you know, and everything that I do is centered around change and change management. So helping people navigate change. And so with our methodology at at the center of everything is your vision. Mm -hmm. So what is your vision? So I heard you say, get clear, get clear who you are, get clear on the direction that you're headed in. Um, But then I also heard you say, don't be afraid to look out and see who else is there, who's gone before you, um, who, who, who's making, who's, who's at the level that you want to be at. You know, sometimes we make assumptions, we look at people's lives, but you know, there are truly people that have gone before you. Yeah. And so just because they've gone before you, just because they're at an elevated price re- or elevated revenue income, et cetera, doesn't mean that they're untouchable. No doubt. So, you know, asking for guidance. And one thing that I've learned, especially in growing a business um, is, being clear with your ask. Yes. Because sometimes people will come up and they'll just say, I just got questions. You mm. know, how'd you get here? And I'm like, okay, could you narrow it down just a little bit more? You know, yeah. you be extremely clear with what it is that you're looking for because the clearer people can ask mm. questions as a related to business, business growth, the clearer we can help, the clearer we can answer those questions and get you the help that you need. Absolutely. You know, we teach an entire class Mm -hmm. for sales professionals just on that, Mm -hmm. on asking questions in a way that gets you the answer that you need. Even if it's not a yes, I want to buy right now, it gets you the information that you need to move forward. But more importantly, you know, people will ask, for instance, how can I help you? 
But because we're not clear, we can't even give them an answer most times. You know, when someone says, what do you need right now? You don't know what you need because you've not identified it. Mm -hmm. And so being able to ask those questions first of yourself yeah. and then having those answers prepared will help you to be able to have that level of clarity. Mm -hmm. um, I create, I have an entire list of questions that interviewers, if someone doesn't already have prepared questions for me, I give them questions because I know what I want to articulate when I'm in the media or when I'm on a stage. And so really that clarity not only helps you, but it helps other people as well. Cause they don't always know what to ask you. They don't always know what you need, but you should be clear enough to be able to guide them in a way that's going to help everybody. Yeah, yeah, I love that. You know, maximize the time that you have. I love that. So I know you and I kind of share very similar goals for this year. Yes. Um, one of those goals is to finish our book. book. Yes. <laughs> book. Oh my goodness. And I want to touch here just for half a second, because I do know that there are some people out there that are looking to um, complete something. Yeah. And oftentimes, and I wrote about this a couple of, a couple of weeks ago, but I literally put it on the shelf, right? It got, it, and you used the word adversity earlier. And it, there, was, there was this point where I just didn't know how to move forward. And in fact, if I'm being completely honest and transparent and vulnerable, mm -hmm. would, I, I got stuck on the fact that, whoo, I'm putting my life out there. Yes, yes. And so- you know, I just wanted to have this conversation with you because I know that both of our books mm -hmm. are something that's very intimate to us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. So, Tish, as you as you finalize your the chapters in your book, and as we get to the, get it to this point where we're about to release it, what what is the one thing that you've learned about yourself in this writing process? You know, interestingly similar, I, I have learned, and I, I guess I have been made aware again, because I learned it a long time ago, I just, I just kind of ignored it a little bit, is that I will often put down the hard thing and switch to the easy thing. So mm -hmm. when, when it's funny you said that, because I was also challenged to write a book about sales, because I, I have books around networking, mm -hmm. I don't have any sales books. And I was like, oh, I can go write about sales. Brrr, I can, you know, I can spit that out quickly, because that's what I do all day. And the book that is more personal for me, similar to you, I had put it on the shelf because I got to a place where it's like, I just can't look at this right now. I can't, I can't think about it because in order to write about it, I have to see it. I have to live through it again. And some of it, it's kind of difficult. And so I've, I've relearned, <laughs> been reminded, shall I say, that you have to push through those difficult things, even when they're uncomfortable. You know, my husband, you know, he's a pastor. And he said yesterday, he said, you know, the doors that God opens for you, number one, they're for you. And even when it's uncomfortable, he'll guide you through that door. And mm -hmm. I think that that door, I keep closing it because it gets uncomfortable instead of allowing myself to be guided through it and get through it because it's, it's, it's definitely part of my healing process, but I know people who will read this book will be blessed by it. 
-hmm. And so I just have to pick it back up again. We gotta, we have to get our, our writing time back on the calendar, Angela. <laughs> oh, I know. You know, and you said you you talked about being uncomfortable, and so many times in life we 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 get into these spaces that are extremely uncomfortable. So I just wanted to remind the listeners that regardless of where you are, um, if you're feeling uncomfortable, lean into that uncomfortable space. Mm -hmm. Lean into that space and figure out um, what are you learning over that season of your life, and if you're faith based, what is God telling you? about your about yourself about this season what are you learning um and i i shared this before and i'll continue to share it again but on the other side of that resistance is breakthrough and it is truly up to us to move and to navigate through these uncomfortable seasons so that we can really truly get to be the person that we are called to be um and live out our purpose completely and fully tish girl unstoppable, unshakable. I truly appreciate you being here on the Spirit Change Podcast. Thank you so much. Any parting words for us? You know what? It was my absolute pleasure. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. Um, the only parting word I would say is remember, again, to be unstoppable. You have to walk in that unshakable faith. So yes, lean into the hard things, walk through those difficult doors and get so clear on who you are. I promise you it'll be worth it. It might be difficult, but it'll be worth it in the end. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tish. Talk Thank to you, you soon. Too. Thank you. I appreciate you tuning in to this episode of the Spare Change Podcast. Be sure to stay connected. And hey, if you have not subscribed to our channel, go ahead and hit that subscribe button now. You can follow me on social media or visit my website at AngelaRGarman.com.